You ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Hi everybody, it's Rory, four-time best-selling author and your host of this show, The Success Code. I'm also going live on my Facebook here. I got it going on the podcast. We're just trying to figure out a way to create content and switch over to different modalities. Put it on the YouTube, put it on Facebook, chop it up, put it in Instagram, um, and also put it on um, um, uh, my blog, my new blog. So if you guys aren't following my blog, Right now, you can go to RoyRed.com forward slash blog. Make sure you uh, go follow that. I have two blogs on there already. One talking about how you hack your biology for goals, and the other one is the unnoticed advantage, um, giving people an advantage in everything they do, something that's unnoticed that gives you an advantage. But in this episode, I want to talk about personal power. You know, when I was... I just got done coaching a young lady. Her name is Alyssa Jamison, and I've been coaching her for some years now. Go check her out. She's a transformational coach. Uh, she founded Adopt Yourself, and she also founded Conscious Collective. And she texted me, asking me, um, said, can we do a coaching call? Because I went through some trauma, and I'm having some traumatic, some, some, uh, some of that trauma coming up. And she called me, and we are talking about the trauma, and we just went deep on um, how she was raped and, you know, really, really deep stuff, uh, trauma that's going on in her life that is affecting what's going on right now in her life. And so it inspired me to teach her about personal power and how to generate that power. And um, um, it also inspired me to do this episode and it's going to be a four-piece uh, podcast and blog about how to build your own personal power in your life. And the, the first thing we got to realize in building our own personal power is a lot of times we look at the world and we think that we're, create, that we're learning about the world as we're in the world. You know, we see something like a pen and we, someone told us that this was a pen and so we said, this thing with ink that we write with is a pen, right? But, and yes, that's, part of the world and part of how we understand things. That's why we have science. That's why we have um, this internal dialogue in our head trying to learn about the world. I call that a word-to-world fit, where we take our words and we fit them to how the world is, right? But there's something else that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's a world-to-word fit, where we actually can create what we want with our words instead of always trying to explain things in the world we can create and a lot of my coaching clients i teach them this and get them to realize this distinction because at the end of the day we are creating our worlds um everything we see out there is actually happening here right like i can tell you right now don't think about a pink elephant and immediately a pink elephant flashes into your consciousness Now, we know that that pink elephant isn't here right now, but it is in our experiences because it flashed into our mind. And so um, I was up late thinking about how do thoughts become things? 
And the first way thoughts become things is you have to realize that you're creating your world. You're creating the things. And then once you realize you're creating, then the amount of personal power you have uh, depends on how fast you're able to create it or if you're going to be able to create it at all, right? Um, One way to describe a world-to-word fit is I can promise someone that I'm going to do something. Like I could say, I promise I'm going to take a sip of coffee, right? And I do it, right? So it's obvious that we can also create actions and generate things in the physical world with our words, with our promises. See, but a lot of times we'll say things that aren't really a promise. Like we'll say things like, I want to lose weight. That isn't creating type of language because I want to lose weight isn't want and it doesn't weigh anything. It is a it is a representation of an internal state that we have. Right. But if I say I'm going to lose weight, period, I'm going to lose weight. That is what we call an assertion. An assertion is when you assert something that you're going to do. And then when you assert that, you just go do it. And depending on how much personal power you have is if you'll do it or if or how fast you'll do it. See, a lot of times we don't have the heart or the confidence to say we're going to do something because we don't want to put the responsibility on ourselves to get it done. So we come up with all these reasons, justifications, explanations on why we couldn't do it or why we might be able to do it. And we live in this domain of try. Right. And at the end of the day, there's the word try. There's no way to try something. It's impossible. For example, I have this cup of coffee, right? So I'm going to try to take a sip of it. Okay. Did I just try? No, I took a sip of it, right? So I didn't try. I did it. Okay. Let me try again. Okay. And I didn't take a sip of the coffee, right? So I didn't try. So there's no such thing as try. You either do or you do not do like Yoda says in Star Wars. Right. And that is a fact. But the problem is, is we dwell in this domain of try because we're just flat out scared that we're not going to be able to get something done. But guess what? If you don't get it done, the fact is you don't get it done. And so you're creating your reality. You're creating your world. You're creating everything. So what I want to do in this episode is give you. Uh, the foundations on how to generate personal power so that you can create at a higher level and a higher impact, right? Okay. So the four ways to become a powerful person, one is to be authentic. Two is to take full responsibility for you and your actions and your life and everything that you create. Three is to be a person of integrity. And four is to find something and be aware of, uh, to find something bigger than your life and to be aware of your death. And today I just want to talk about the first one and that's authenticity. You have to be an authentic person in order to be a powerful person. And that's not something new, right? We talk about authenticity all the time. Oh, you have to be more authentic. And we hold authenticity at this high level And some of us say we're authentic when we're not. And I want to give you guys the key to being an authentic person. And really the key of that is to admit that you're actually a fake person. You're not authentic. 
the way to be authentic is to be authentic with your inauthenticities, right? You may be authentic in some aspects of your life, but in other aspects, you're not authentic. And so we uphold this authentic concept, but nobody's being authentic because they're not being authentic with the fact that they're not authentic. There's stuff that we're fake about. There's stuff that we're just not authentic about. There's stuff that I'm not authentic about. But if we can admit that we're not authentic sometimes, if we can admit we're not authentic all the time because we're never 100% authentic, then by way of, of, of language, we make ourselves authentic in that moment just by admitting we're not authentic, right? And when you can admit you're not authentic, that immediately makes you a powerful person. And um, I was, when we were, when I was coaching with Ali, um, we were kind of going through um, talking about what happened when she got raped. And um, one of the points was that she wanted to fight, but she And I told her, I said, well, you didn't fight because you were scared to or whatever you were going through in that moment. But you're not really mad at the what happened. You're really mad at the fact that you didn't fight. And it's hard to tell people that, that in all of the traumatic instances that we have in our life, we're not mad at what happened, we're mad that we weren't authentic in the moment. And then we start not being authentic when we talk about the moment. And then we become victims and we get into victimhood, right? And so, um, God bless Ali, she was able to admit and be authentic with the fact that she was really just mad that she didn't fight back. And when we don't fight back, and I talk about this in my best-selling book, The Little Book of Mental Health, you can go get that. Just Google my name, Roy Ray, go to Amazon. You see all my books there. Um, the book is called The Little Book of Mental Health, Removing um, um, Anxiety, Depression, and Addiction for Good. You can go get that on Amazon. But when because she didn't fight in that moment, she had what we call trapped energy. And anxiety comes from trapped energy because we want to fight or flight, but a lot of us freeze. And then when we freeze, we feel bad for not freezing. For, we feel bad for freezing. And then since we feel bad for freezing, we go on living inauthentic about the situation, knowing deep down that we're really just upset that we didn't fight. And that's in all of our traumatic instances. But what I was able to get Allie to do, because she's such an amazing purchase, she's very conscious. She thinks about her thinking. What I'm trying to get you to do here is to think about your thinking in a way that makes you authentic. She was just able to admit like, yeah, I'm really upset that I didn't fight. But now she can grow from that. She can heal from that because she was she's now generated more personal power because she was authentic with the fact that she wasn't being authentic about the situation. A lot of people go through their traumatic instances and they're not fully authentic on why they were really mad. 
We're never mad at what people do to us. We're always mad that we didn't respond in a certain way, that we didn't have courage in that moment or that we didn't fit who we are and we didn't fit our identity in that moment. And so it makes us feel bad. And so then we put on an act and that act is being a victim or that act is lying and not being authentic about the situation. And by being a victim and not being authentic, and not being authentic, we then we get a payoff from that. People feel sorry for us. They love on us more. They surround us. And that's why we hold the concept that we went through trauma and I had such a tough childhood or I had such a tough this or I was in an abusive relationship. All of it is just being inauthentic. And to truly heal and forgive, we have to be authentic with the fact that it bothered us. We never really um, did anything. Um, They never really did anything to us, but it really just bothered us. And so by being authentic with the inauthentic parts of yourselves, that is the beginning to generating personal power and growing and being able to create the world you want because you can't create the world you want if you're always dwelling in the past and you're always going to dwell in the past until you're authentic with your inauthenticities. I hope I explained that well. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Until next time, Personal Power Generator, next episode number two, we'll talk about responsibility and taking responsibility and this four-part series where we're going to teach you guys how to become a very powerful person and um, give you my personal power generator. This is the same stuff I teach the athletes when I go to talk to them to get them to play at their potential in an instant. It's just by building personal power and generating that personal power in an instant. Loving on you guys. Always remember to be yourself. Peace.